Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. In this bulletin, government officials question opposition leader Peter Dutton's stance for a second referendum. Opposition pushes for inquiry into the government's decision to turn down further flights from Qatar Airways into Australia. And the government set to introduce to Parliament an industrial relations reform bill redefining casual employment minimum standards for contractors. Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek has criticised opposition leader Peter Dutton's stance on the Indigenous voice to Parliament. Mr Dutton said that although he doesn't support the voice, he would provide an opportunity for Aboriginal people to have their voices heard via a second referendum. Ms Plibersek told Channel 7 Mr Dutton's stance is questionable. It's really strange, isn't it? Peter Dutton now says he supports a referendum to recognise uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in the Constitution. He said a few weeks ago that he would legislate a voice. So he supports a referendum and he supports a voice. Why wouldn't he just get on board? We've now got a proposal right now before the Australian people. It's come from years of consultation. And you can find comprehensive information about the referendum by visiting the SBS Voice Referendum portal at www.sbs.com.au slash voice referendum. In the meantime, no campaigners for an Indigenous Voice to Parliament have hit out at the use of John Farnham's You Are the Voice song for the Yes campaign. The song is running in a Yes campaign and on television and social media ahead of the referendum on October 14. Liberal Senator Michaela Cash has told Channel 9 she believes a key line in the song lyrics supports her position against the voice. The whole point is this should be a unifying moment for our country and Mr Albanese is successfully dividing it. Uh, But I also have to say Peter Dutton was dead right yesterday uh, when he highlighted the irony of the voice as the anthem for the yes case. You're the voice, try and understand it. John Farnham says he made the decision to give permission to use the 1986 song in the yes campaign Add because it changed his life and he hopes this song can, in some small way, change the lives of our First Nations people for the better. And regional community leaders are stepping up efforts to create conversations and awareness around the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. The date for the referendum has been set for October 14 and voters in regional Australia are expected to have a significant impact on its outcome. Deputy Mayor Gerald Power is the first Indigenous local councillor in Orange in New South Wales. He was part of a push last year which saw the council move a motion to support the voice. Mr Power says he is hopeful an Indigenous voice to Parliament would provide First Nations people with a platform to share knowledge on sacred sites and other issues. I think that has created an opportunity now for council. That dynamic has changed now so having a voice right here in the chamber in relation to speaking, uh, I mean, guiding the First Nation people here 
uh, in that uh, can have a partnership between Orange City Council and sacred sites and their stories and what they are really feeling um, could be quite beneficial um, in relation to First Nation people here in Orange. National Senator Bridget McKenzie has called for an inquiry into the federal government's decision to reject additional flights for Qatar Airways. Senator McKenzie has already formally sought the public release of documents relating to the decision by Transport Minister Catherine King. The move to block the additional 21 flights has come under scrutiny after it was revealed Qantas lobbied the government to do so before posting a record $2.5 billion profit over the 2022-2023 financial year. The senator says the extra Qatar flights had the potential to reduce airfares and boost the Australian tourism industry. Australians want an aviation industry that is affordable, that's reliable and that is safe. And right now, that's not what they're getting. We need to get to the bottom of it because heaven knows the Labor Party doesn't know what it's doing with aviation. A crackdown on the use of labour hire workers paid less than employees is tipped to boost pay rates for roughly 67,000 workers. Employment Relations Minister Tony Burke said the economic impact of the targeted reforms would be negligible as it is isolated to workers covered by bargained rates of pay. The legislation is set to be introduced to Parliament today as the fourth and final core element of the government's workplace reforms. The proposed changes changes would see a maximum penalty of 10 years in jail and fines of up to $7.8 million. Mr. Burke said the changes were not an attack on labor hire as a valid way to plug workforce shortages but were aimed at employers using the model to undercut employee pay rates. Economists predict the Reserve Bank will leave interest rates unchanged for a third month in a row when board members meet on Tuesday. After lifting interest rates from a record low of 0.1% to 4.1% since May last year, two consecutive pauses in July and August have fueled hopes of a steady rate. A survey of 38 experts and economists by Comparison site finder found all but one expect the central bank to do nothing in September. The meeting will be the final cash rate call with Philip Lau as governor. Child welfare advocates have asked the federal government to establish a summit on the best ways to protect minors from abuse and exploitation. The National Association for Prevention of Child Abuse and Neglect has used the official launch of Child Protection Week, which begins today, to call for the roundtable via a formal letter to Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. Association Chief Executive Lisa Waters says more attention is required with 3 out of 5 or 60% of Australians having experienced at least one form of maltreatment in childhood, either physical, emotional, sexual, domestic violence or neglect. The association's call coincides with an appeal from the Australian Federal Police for public help to solve a number of unsolved child abuse cold cases. AFP Commander Helen Schneider says she hopes the four background images released as part of the Trace and Object initiative will secure breakthroughs. The slightest uh, piece of information can lead to assisting a vulnerable victim, identifying new victims or potentially the arrest of an offender. 
The Queensland government has appointed a commissioner to help victims of crime navigate the criminal justice system. Former police officer John Rouse will act as the interim commissioner until a permanent appointment is made next year. He has spent 27 years working with with vulnerable victims and previously led Task Force Argos, a unit established in 1997 responsible for investigating online child exploitation and abuse. Mr. Rouse's task will be to ensure victims of crime are aware of their legal rights, entitlements and financial assistance in dealing with the court process. Climate policy issues will take center stage at the G20 summit in the Indian capital, New Delhi, as extreme weather events continue to batter India and the rest of the world. Hundreds of people displaced from floods triggered by July's record monsoon rains are still taking shelter in makeshift tents under Delhi's flyovers. As host of the group of 20 leading economies this year, Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi proclaimed his country will make it a priority to amplify the voice of developing nations. Senior associate of climate think tank E3G, Madhura Joshi, says she hopes the summit will have a more significant outcome for the environment than all those before it. My hope from the leader summit is that leaders have the mandate right, to put forth a sort of an ambitious agenda and keep political differences aside. And particularly under um, the Prime Minister's uh, leadership, who's been such a huge champion of renewables. And to sport uh, in football, Arsenal have pulled off a last-minute win over Manchester United in London to stay one second place on second place in the Premier League. The visitors took the lead with Marcus Rashford after 27 minutes, but it was short-lived as Martin Odegaard found the equaliser only a minute later. The two teams seemed set for a draw, but newcomer Declan Rice found the net from a tight angle six minutes into injury time to put Arsenal on top. Gabriel Jesus created the final result on the 11th minute of stoppages after a a lovely break by the home side. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Brome, a sunny day, 28 degrees, Perth, a shower of 2.20, Adelaide, showers easing, 17, Melbourne, a shower of 2, 22 degrees, Hobart, mostly sunny, 21, Albury, Wodonga, sunny, 22, Canberra, mostly sunny, 22, Wollongong, sunny, 21, Sydney, similar conditions, and 21 degrees, Newcastle, sunny, and 25, Brisbane, possible shower, 27, Townsville, partly cloudy, 27, degrees. Cairns mostly sunny 29. Alice Springs sunny 30. Darwin sunny day 33 degrees and the Torres Strait Islands a sunny day ahead and a top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 